0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number tp slash 01005.
1: Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you yet again. Jordan Kanellis here in uh, what is one of the most important times in the calendar year for racing around this part of the world. It's an exciting time. Group one racing coming up this weekend. As always, Butch Castle's on the program. Morning to you, Butch. How's things? Yeah, good thanks, Jordan. Yes, it is start of Cup Week in Christchurch. Group
2: 1 racing with the Albasti EquiWorld 2000 guineas. Uh, should be a cracking contest. Good racing around it as the week is uh, set, if you like, with some lead-up races to big races later in the week and racing at Tarapa as well with a listed sprint that's full of uh, promising horses.
1: What are we looking forward to this weekend? What's, uh, what's the What's the headline?
2: looking forward to that 2,000 guineas that uh, Equi EquiWorld 2,000 guineas, the feature uh, headed up by Pierre who won the uh, Hawke's Bay guineas, we've got a couple of runners out of the uh, Tiakao stable we're going to chat to their assistant trainer Sam Burgesson who uh, was going to talk to us about all of their runners over the weekend and there's a filly that's in the race it's generally a, a males race, there's a couple of fillies um, but one in particular Prowess who was very good uh, last time so it's the feature. New Zealand at 4.39 our time so what's that 2.39 Australian
1: time. All right, let's get stuck into it. Uh, Tim Mills will be with us a little later on as our guest later in the show but as you said Butch our first guest is Sam Burgesson from Tiaka Racing and a big weekend ahead. Sam welcome to the program Hey guys thanks for
3: having me
1: G'day, Sam
2: Butcher. Let's go through these uh, runners. Of course, assistant trainer, so you've got a handle on everything that's going on. Two-year-olds at Tarapa. uh, There's three of the six out of your operation. Market says Viva Vienna's the one to go for, but I notice there's been plenty of money for never forgotten. Sixes into $4.80. Yeah, obviously, um, three really nice
3: chances. Viva Vienna, she was a great first up run at Royal Kaka. Um, She's just heard I had a quiet time um, after that and then had a nice jump out uh, last week. Um, and her work on Tuesday was really good. And a 1,000 metres, I think, will really suit her rather than the Royal Kaka um, trip. Uh, my lips are sealed. She sort of looks like a more progressive, nice sort of three-year-old type, but has shown enough to um, go to the races. And never forgotten. Obviously, extremely well-bred um, and a very expensive yearling at Kraka. Um It's obviously not ideal going into... A, to a race without a troll. But um, we think she's experienced enough. She's done plenty at home. She's had a couple of nice jump outs. um, And a filly we think has a, a lot of talent. And
2: she's drawn the rail, Sam, which will help a two-year-old find her way around without that trial, so so that's a help. Race three, Soprano Supreme. Look, been disappointing, this horse. It's a tidy little field, I reckon. Uh, there's some pretty progressive stayers in here, but if the best version of her turned up, she'd be very competitive.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like you say, um, on her day, she'd definitely be hard to beat, but she has been only been going fair.
4: Um,
3: not really sure why. Her work's been great. Maybe she hasn't bounced out of the, the Brisbane winter. Um, but we're fiddled around with some gear, and hopefully that'll spark her up, um, get her thinking a bit. But yeah, like you say, she does need to improve.
2: Race four, Savoir Fair has been uh, two good runs. Got a South African rider that's uh, joined us in New Zealand, uh, Zaki. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, him go on Saturday. But this one up to the mile should suit.
3: Yeah, after the mile looks ideal. Um, he's obviously a full brother to Milford, who in second in a Derby here. So the more ground he gets, the better. Um, nice soft gate, so he should hopefully be able to puzzle up a bit closer than he has been. Um, and he's going well and looks like a really nice chance.
2: Race seven, Sam, Millie Fiore is going really well. Reckon it was a good form race that it'll have come out of the other day when running third. Drawn the ace barrier, Palmer to claim, all things adding up to it being very hard to handle in race seven.
3: Yeah, look like you said, um, she has been by very two very good gallopers um, in a similar race two weeks ago. Um, she's in good form and she's also got a nice gait. She hopefully won't have to get as far back as she did last time. Um, no weight and yeah looks well placed
2: and the last Kai is a model of consistency she's uh, always uh, very competitive got a tricky gate to uh, this one um, but uh, I didn't know it was the strongest rating 65 race uh, she'll be competitive because that's what she is right
3: oh for sure like you said an ultra consistent mare Um Sort of had no luck at Rotorua last time, and it's a track where you sort of need everything to go your way. Um, a sticky gate, um, so hopefully, you can get a posse midfield somewhere with a bit of cover. And yeah, she'll, she'll, um, they'll know she's there.
2: Right, let's go to Rickett and took us through uh, Josh Parr firstly coming to ride the team. I suppose when uh, Opie was suspended, the thinking caps went on, and you've come up with an inform Australian rider.
3: Yeah, obviously it's idea to get, ideal to get someone of that caliber. Um, I see he wrote a, a nice, nice winner yesterday, um, and he like he's a, he's a fantastic jock. His record is outstanding, and to get someone like that over for for Cup week is um, yeah, very exciting.
2: Mm. I through the m- image of you, race number three at Ricketon look, was a good enough run resuming, didn't do much last time, but in a rating 65 race uh, can certainly put its hand up in a race like that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Disappointed last time um, after a really good first up run at Rua um Back in grade, I think the jump from 65 to 75 is, is quite big, so back in 65 grade um, definitely helps for uh,
2: Place number four, Sam, uh, dance Serena. This was good resuming, good run after. Probably not quite so good last time, but uh, down in the weights a little bit with Josh Parr. Uh, give it some hope.
3: Yeah, for sure. We, um, we've always sort of held her in high regard. Um, she's very talented there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no luck last time after missing the kick. Um, and the blinkers go on and back to 1,100, I think, is really key.
2: Right over 1,000 metres of the Pegasus stakes for the uh, sprinters getting ready for the stewards on the last day. You're three-handed here, Burgundy, Rose, Shalar, and Arish. Arish, who is the most up-and-coming of them, I suppose. Uh, they're all at different stages. How did we separate them?
3: Yeah, it's nice to have three really nice chances in this. Um, Burgundy Rose um, obviously has to lug the weight, which is a bit of a concern, but she's a mare in great form, um, very con- very consistent and always tries hard. Um, a Chell is another one that's in great form um, and he'll go forward um, with Grill on and he'll be there for a long way. Steps up in grade, but he looks like a nice chance. And then Orisa Reese, um, ace draw, low gate, blinkers on at three big ticks for me. Um, a big step up in grade, but she's a nice progressive mayor who just keeps delivering.
2: Mm, she does keep delivering. Right, row seven. Uh, the stayers here as they get ready for the New Zealand Cup on the last day, 2,500 metres. Campionessa, leaderboard and bell of the ball. All at uh, different stages. Campionessa and bell of the ball have been flying down south. Leaderboard been getting fit, and this is a distance that'll work for him. Yeah, he's um, sort of one like Steprano
3: who sort of needs to find some form. Um, up in trips, ideal... Um, probably would like some cut in the track, but he's not going to get it, and he's another one that we fiddle fiddled around with the gear to hopefully um, get him thinking and spark him up. Um, and like you said, the other two mares are in great form. Campionessa, her last three starts, she's been beaten by half a neck each time. Um, she'll need a bit of luck from that draw. Hopefully she can get a midfield with a bit of cover and then um, get some room up the straight. And um, Bella the ball, 2,500 is probably the query, um, but she's got a nice light weight, uh, nice soft draw, and Joe knows her well, so Hopefully, if she can get put to sleep, um, they'll know she's there in the finish.
2: Race 8, Navelle Ha. Huh? Look, this one racing in really solid form. Uh, drawn well enough, uh, Josh Parr, to do the riding. I uh, Thought it was a good each-way chance?
3: Yeah, like him. Um, good value uh, Good value bet, I think. Um, really good runner, Ash Bird, and he just got very far back and made a uh, good amount of ground. Um, he's a nice, honest horse. Um, he always tries hard. I think he's a yeah, nice HO champ, like you say. Righto, the feature, the Group 1, uh, the Elbasti Equi World
2: 50th New Zealand 2000 Guineas. This is what it's all about, getting out of bed early in the morning to have runners in a race like this. Um, you've got three of them. You've got Dynastic, Cognito and Marlborough Bay. Two of them have been down south for a while, cognito Melbourne Bay, Dynastic's fresh to the party down there, and uh, his run was much better when third at Tarapa last
3: time. Yeah, obviously very pleased with this run at um, Tarapa after a shocker at Matamata. Still scratching our heads what happened there, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, he had a good hit out on Monday on the course proper with Jafira, the Wexford runner, um, who probably worked a touch better, but he's known to do that in his track work.
4: Um
3: He flew Monday night down there and all reports is he's travelled well and settled well, Um, so all happy there. Uh, He does have the wide gate, but I think it should suit him, hopefully. We think he's better on the outside, sort of leading down, chasing um, down the outside Um, and up to the mile looks really ideal for him. Uh, Cognito, he was a good run last time, sort of the leader just kicked on the corner, whereas he sort of had to make a sprint from the 600 and sort of Probably faded the last 100, but he'll be a lot better for that experience. And he's got a nice gait, so he should get a nice enough run in transit. Um, in Melbourne Bay, um, he probably needs to find a few lengths, but he's has a soft gait, um, top jock on, Grillsy, who's in great form, and he should get a nice enough trip. Um, the ability's there, but yeah, he probably just needs to find a couple of lengths.
2: Righto, and the last, I thought this one should be winning on what we've seen its last couple. Tricky enough gate, but you've got Josh Parr to counteract that. And Vince Abiel, were you in the same camp? Very hard to beat.
3: Yeah, she definitely deserves one. She just um, just keeps missing out. Um, yeah, like you said, sticky gate, but Josh Parr on. If hopefully we can just slot in midfield with a bit of cover somewhere and hopefully finish the day on a high.
2: Righto, Sam, you've got about 800,000 runners, the team there at Tiakau over the weekend. I need Hunter and Frankie to be able to afford something. We've bought forward to buy them
3: some dinner. What are we going to have a few bucks each way on? Um, I think the value bet, definitely Navalha, a few bucks each way, but I'd really like to have our fare up, um, up at Tarapa.
2: Good on you, Sam. Thanks for your time. Good luck to the team. appreciate your uh, coming in and giving us a good detailed analysis of the runners on the weekend.
3: Cheers, Butchers. Thank you.
1: Sam Burgesson with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. A pleasure to have him on ahead of a big weekend, as you mentioned, Butch. Breakfast with the Kiwis continues with Tim Mills on the other side of this. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles, and more. Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be back with you. Jordan Canellas here. Butch Castles, as always, ahead of a big weekend of racing here around New Zealand. It's going to be immense. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be great fun. Tim Mills is the CEO of Rickerton Park. He's with us as our next guest on the program this morning. Good morning to you, Tim. How's things?
0: Yeah, good morning, Jordan. Good morning, Australia.
2: G'day, Millsy. Butch here. How are you doing? Look, uh, this is uh, the week that you prepare sort of 51 other weeks of the year four, and uh, you must be really looking forward to it uh, starting to unfold.
0: Yeah, look, it's, it's hugely exciting, uh, Andrew, as you know. You, it's a bit like every other sport. You have your club games and you have your test matches, and Cup Week is very much our test match. Uh, the place comes alive. You know, the lawns are sprouting, uh, tents and mini marquees and temporary infrastructure and everything else as we uh, build the... Uh, Build the, build the infrastructure to house what will be growing crowds over the three days, culminating in a in a capacity crowd of 15,000 people on Saturday week. But it starts on Saturday tomorrow with a, what I think is a wonderful day's racing here in NZ with uh, the Albasti Equi World 50th New Zealand 2,000 Guineas and uh, a number of other important lead-up races that uh, showcase horses that will be running later in the carnival.
2: A yeah, great uh, dimension to the Carnival this year. We know how important the Australasian betting is, the Australians betting into New Zealand racing, to have Josh Parr as uh, part of the Carnival. Uh, obviously, Tiakao put the feelers out when Opie was uh, suspended, and, and that'll add another dimension of interest from uh, the Australian viewpoint.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think later in the carnival as well, Dan Stackhouse, a Canterbury born and bred boy who served his time or well, part of his time with Tiakao. will be joining uh, Josh uh, riding here. But no, terrific to have Josh riding here. I see he rode a winner at uh, Flemington yesterday. But um, he's actually a guy we've followed because our course foreman's name is David Parr. And we've often sat at the bar and said, you're and your son in the next. But uh, it'll be good to have him here in the birdcage at Rickerton, that's for sure.
4: Mm, righto,
2: we're going to Draw on your uh, knowledge down south to have a look at these feature races. The first of them, the Donaldson Brown Pegasus Stakes. The sprinters uh, getting ready for the stewards on now the last day of the carnival. And uh, there's some that will go pretty lickety-split in this race.
0: Yeah, look, it's a terrific day's racing. I think this is the shortest price price favourite in the day at $3.30, number two Burgundy Rose. I'm probably sticking with her. I think her form was pretty good uh, back in September when she uh, she came down as part of the Tiakau travelling road show. I think she's the one to beat with um, a local OK pal as a as a sprinter that always goes well. Fresh trained by <coughs> excuse me Matthew Pittman and Michael Pittman his father here at Rickenham Park. So that'd be the two I'd sort of look to in that uh, the Donaldson Brown.
2: Race seven, Tim, the Nautical Boat Insurance Metropolitan Trophy. This a real lead-up to the last day into the Cup. Twenty-five hundred meters, uh, they go. Uh, that Tiakau Stable is three-handed in this race as well. But I thought Stephen Marsh's Starry Bill, if not this Saturday, then maybe in the Cup next Saturday. Yeah, look, it's um, it's uh,
0: it's certainly a horse that to me looks like it's. Um, on the been on a campaign that's been aimed at the Cup meeting. Of course, the winner of the Metropolitan does not get a rehandicap, so uh, you know it's going to be a hugely competitive horse here for a hundred thousand dollars and three hundred thousand dollars next week. Probably in one, I'm picking that as well. Just a little bit of a roughie perhaps at sixteen dollars uh, and number eleven. Jacks knows best. Lance Robinson's local stable here at Ricketham Park might be one that could uh, help pad out a Quinella. A quad, uh, sorry, a first four or a trifecta.
2: And the feats of the Elvesti EquiWorld 50th New Zealand 2000 Guineas. Just as an aside, I know you've had a Phantom race or a a, a Stars race of all uh, the best 18 previous winners of that. When's that run, and uh, when do we find out the winner of the uh, well, the, the ultimate winner of a uh, 2000 guineas? Yeah, the Golden
0: Anniversary 2000 Guineas. We tried to pick a variety
2: of horses over the 50 years that the
0: or the 49 previous runnings of this race and the would Farm 1000 Guineas. Two o'clock tomorrow, uh, Matt Cross, our commentator, will be commentating on the golden anniversary. There's still time to enter. You can get there on the website and pick the first four. Uh, that's the goal. So, uh, no, it's going to be very interesting to see who is deemed to be the winner of the best of the runners of those uh, famous races for the past 49 years.
2: Absolutely. Some amazing names there. So what's that on the Rickett and Park website?
0: Yep. You can find it there on the NZTR Love Racing website as well, has it.
2: Great, right, and let's have a look at this year's one, the one that we can earn some sugar out of. Uh, look, a great mix of north and south. Good to have the uh, difference or the uh, added interest around the two fillies in there. This is dramatic and prowess. Uh, which way did you see it going?
0: Well, I really like the fact we've got two fillies and hopefully they go well enough to justify backing up next Saturday and perhaps uh, even possibly replicate Katie Lee and, uh, and Tycoon Lil, who... Katie Lee won both Tycoon Little 1-1 and ran second, so uh, it can be done. I'd probably go in the way of the favourite number one pair. I was very impressed with his run in the Hawke's Bay Guinea's run at Matamata. Uh, I thought he went really, really well. Prowess behind Legato, um, hard to beat that sort of form, isn't it? And uh, Roger James and Robert well would know what it, what's taken to, what it takes to win a Group 1 race. And, of course, Cognito, Jason Laking uh, riding for uh, Mark Walker. Jason is a a Group 1 winning jockey based here in Ashburton uh, and I think they are probably the three if I was looking to it and of course Dynastic, uh, probably those four should make the first four I would think
2: Good on you Tim, look thanks for your time Good luck for uh, what is uh, a great week of racing an important week for the New Zealand uh, industry Uh, plenty of interest from across the Tasman and uh, look thanks for your time here on Breakfast with the Kiwis
0: Yep, my, my pleasure Andrew, thanks very much
1: Tim Mills on the program, a great way to wrap up today's episode ahead of a big weekend of racing. Butch, enjoy the uh, the racing ahead of uh, this weekend, mate. I hope it goes well for you. Good on you, Jordan. We'll catch you in a few weeks. we we'll, Will do, absolutely. Breakfast with the Kiwis back again, same time next week, right around Australia and New Zealand, all part of SEN Track.